0: Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network.
2: Welcome aboard. Well, what luck. You're tuned into America's most widely syndicated radio travel show. Nice to have you with me. I'm Rudy Maxa, and a uh, pleasure to make your acquaintance this weekend. And if you're an old friend of the show, nice to have you back. In a few minutes, we're going to be joined by actor and most recently author Andrew McCarthy. He recently hit the road visiting Africa, South America, and elsewhere in search of, well, I guess you could say in search of his soul. He was trying to figure out why he was having such a difficult time getting to the altar with his fiance of four years, and why he didn't feel he was being a fully committed dad to his two kids. His journey had as much to do with his psyche as with place, and the result is a new book called The Longest Way Home, One Man's Quest for the Courage to Settle Down. The author of Eat, Pray, Love says Andrew McCarthy's memoir is a graceful meditation on the allure of travel and the fear of marriage. Rarely have I seen the male psyche explored with such honesty and vulnerability. Wow. We're going to talk with the star of San Elmo's Fire and Less Than Zero and such TV shows as Lipstick Jungle about that journey in just a few minutes. Then we'll learn the truth about hotel and motel room locks and room safes. Are you really safe when you turn that lock on the door after you enter your hotel room? And what about those room safes? Security expert Mark Tobias joins, and what he has to say might surprise you, unfortunately. And as always, I'll have a couple of great travel deals during my Deal of the Week segment towards the end of the hour, so get comfortable. And join me for today's travels. Let's start with a quick look at this week's news in travel. It appears that airline ticket prices for holiday travel this year are up about 3% over last year. Priceline.com calculated the average published price for round-trip domestic flights around Thanksgiving and Christmas that have already been bought for holiday travel have come up with a 3% increase. Um, you know, and I have a feeling that as people put off buying those Thanksgiving and December holiday tickets uh, that increase is going to be a lot more than three percent the man who could be credited with starting the ancillary fee movement among airlines that would be Ryanair's Michael O'Leary gave an interview this week to a European business publication and said he considers vacations quote a complete waste of time unquote but he only takes them because his wife and four children insist he take one a year lest they be quote traumatized unquote tell you, if people stop taking vacations, Ryanair would be out of business. Here's the funny part. He says his Ireland-based airline charges so much in luggage fees it costs him a fortune in excess baggage charges when he flies his own airline with his family. O'Leary has long tried to stop passengers from checking luggage on his discount airline in hopes of saving money by using less fuel and fewer baggage handlers. And speaking of baggage charges, here in the U.S., Spirit Airlines, sort of our domestic version of Ryanair in Europe, has announced a sharp increase in what it will charge passengers for bringing aboard carry-on luggage that's placed in the overhead luggage compartment. Right now, the airline charges $30 for you to put a bag in that overhead luggage compartment, if you pay online before your flight. $40 if you pay at the airport. But effective November 6th, it's going to cost you $35 if you pay ahead of time online, $50 if you pay at the check-in desk at the airport. And get this, if you get to the departure gate and they say, hey, you can't put that in the seat back in front of you. you got to put it overhead. $100 fee for that bag to go in the overhead luggage rack. $100. That'll focus your attention. Now, if you want to talk beer and you want to talk Oktoberfest, you can't do much better than visiting the state of Wisconsin. There are a lot of locals there who claim German heritage, and there's a lot of beer made and consumed in that state. And today in La Crosse, Wisconsin, they're winding, that's being Saturday as I broadcast live, uh, they're winding down a six-day Oktoberfest. I thought we'd drop in for a few minutes and talk with Tina Seiferson, the executive director of Octoberfest in Lacrosse. Tina, are you with me? I'm right here. Okay, what's going on there?
1: Well, today we have quite a bit going on, actually. This morning, um, the Big Muddy and Mini Muddy just started.
2: Yeah, what is and that, that thing- the Big Muddy and Mini Muddy? I'm looking at your website. I'll give that out in a moment. What's the Big Muddy and the Mini Muddy?
1: Yeah, that's actually a, a charity race that they do in conjunction with our local um, children's museum. So it's a fundraiser to support the new exhibits there. They have a 5K Big Muddy or a Mile Mini Muddy, and they have, like, mud pits and obstacle courses. The pictures are hilarious. You have to check it out.
2: Okay, so do you, this is not just a run down a track here.
1: Oh, no, we're not just going down the normal stretch here. <laughs> there's, a, <laughs> there's a mud pit. I mean, people come out looking so drenched, um covered in mud and on a cold day like today i would definitely not want to be participating but i know there's a, a lot of people that are diehards and i'm excited to see what they come back with
2: well i'm guessing since i broadcast from san paul minnesota which is cheek to jowl to wisconsin that uh, your weather turned cold two days ago as did ours right
1: oh we we had beautiful opening weekend oh, I know. weather so is this going to cut down on beer just-
2: consumption in a serious way
1: I don't think so.
2: <laughs> I, I think at, they've increased
1: to keep warm.
2: <laughs> I looked at the number of breweries on your website. I it was 6 pages. How many how many different kinds of brew how many yeah, different breweries do you have there? We had
1: a beer night last night.
2: Yeah, and so how we many had over different 118
1: kinds 118 brands. How many? 118.
2: 118. Did you taste every single one of them? No. My goodness, that's a, good a lot.
1: Girl. I just had a couple of sips of each.
2: <laughs> and and how many people do you expect will have attended Oktoberfest in La Crosse, Wisconsin by the time you reach the end of uh, Saturday evening?
1: Well, we actually have a nine-day festival, so it started last Friday.
2: Oh, lot, and, nine days, sorry.
1: Yeah, yep, yeah, that's okay. And the Maple Leaf Parade alone brings in over 150,000 people.
2: W- what does? Oh so,
1: the Maple Leaf Parade, that was on Saturday. Oh, the Maple Saturday. Leaf
2: Parade, I see, okay. Yep. And uh, And then we have a
1: torchlight parade on Thursday. This last Thursday, and that was about thirty thousand people. So I would say we're very close to two hundred thousand people coming to the cross.
2: Tell me about Mister Ed's magical midway carnival rides.
1: Um, that's just our local carnival. He comes in every year and does uh, carnival rides for adults and children, and then they also have games and food.
2: Okay. Well, listen. uh, I I wish you a fabulous last day today on this uh, this Saturday and in October and bundle up warmly and, uh, you know, you still got about 100 more beers you need to taste, I think.
1: Uh, At least. (laughs) Okay. Have a
2: great time, Tina.
1: Thank you. I appreciate you having me.
2: And I'm going to give the website for this, uh, this event as well. First of all, that was Tina Severson. She is the executive director of Oktoberfest in La Crosse, Wisconsin. If you'd like to see more details or if you happen to be listening in Wisconsin and are nearby and want to go, The website is OktoberfestUSA.com. Now, it's important you know that October is spelled with a K, uh, the German way. So it's Oktoberfest... Oktober, okay. OktoberfestUSA.com. Oh, I like this item. How many times have you heard someone say that if his or her presidential candidate loses, they're going to move out of the U.S.? Well, JetBlue Airlines has capitalized on that and has launched a contest called Live Free or Fly. That, of course, is a play on the state motto for New Hampshire, which is Live Free or Die. So JetBlue's giving away 1,006 round-trip tickets to any of its 21 international destinations if you enter the contest and your candidate loses. All you have to do is go to the con- contest website, which is JetBlueElectionProtection.com, and register by indicating your political preference, Republican or Democrat. Got to be 18 years old to enter. Contest closes a minute before midnight on December 5th. And if your candidate loses... Those folks, everybody who's candidate loses, will be entered into the ticket sweepstakes. Random winners will be chosen November 7th. The JetBlue flies to multiple destinations in the Caribbean as well as Mexico, Colombia, and Bermuda. You choose your destination, you've got to play the taxes and security charges, so it may still cost you a couple hundred bucks. At any rate, stick around, because after this break, we're going to be joined by actor and uh, director and writer Andrew McCarthy.
0: To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com.
3: Geico presents a thank you
4: letter from your motorcycle.
0: Hey, I just wanted to say thanks. Ever since you saved money on your motorcycle insurance with Geico, we've been going out a lot more. When we're together, things just work. My pipes rumble, and my engine screams like an eagle. A happy eagle. I'm one of those angry eagles. You
3: know? Yeah, you know. Geico could help you save on your motorcycle insurance, and that should make you and your bike very happy.
5: Ladies, how many pounds have you gained since you turned 40? If you're like most women, probably 10 or more. But hundreds of thousands of women have discovered the secret to losing weight after 40. It's called Amberin, and it's the only product on the market today, clinically proven to cause sustained weight loss for women over 40. With no special diets or exercise programs, you can try Amberin absolutely risk-free and get a one-month supply free by calling one 800 The leading cause of weight gain in women over 40 is hormonal imbalance. Until you balance your hormones, losing weight can be practically impossible. Amberin balances hormones naturally, so the extra weight can fall right off. Yes, even that stubborn tummy fat. Plus, Amberin relieves other symptoms of hormonal imbalance, like hot flashes, night sweats, low libido, sleeplessness, and more. Be one of the first 50 callers right now, and they'll send you a complimentary risk-free trial with a 30-day supply free. Free supplies are limited, so call now, 1-800-525-2563. That's 1-800-525-2563.
2: Folks, you remember why it's so crucial to have access to travel assistance on every trip, right? Well, if you're like me, you have On Call International. On the line is the company CEO, Mike Kelly. Mike, why is membership with On Call International so important?
3: Rudy, On Call International is a trusted leader in emergency evacuations. We offer medical evacuation to the hospital of your choice. We cover any trip beyond 50 miles from home and we offer plans to fit every budget or need.
2: Save 30% off your membership today with the code MAXA30 at (laughs) OnCallInternational.com.
0: To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World.
2: Welcome back. Nice to have you back here on Rudy Maxa's World. It's about 18 minutes after the hour. You know the name Andrew McCarthy. He is an actor, he's a director, and more recently, later in life, he's become a very accomplished writer. We've had him on the show before talking about some of his great pieces in National Geographic Traveler, where he's an editor-at-large. And now he's gone the full Monty. His first, his book is called The Longest Way Home. It just came out. It's subtitled One Man's Quest for the Courage to Settle Down. And the backstory is that Andrew who has two children by a former wife and his current girlfriend. I uh, was engaged for about four years to a woman and couldn't figure out why he wasn't able to fully commit to marriage and perhaps even be a better dad for his kids. In fact, I was charmed by one exchange he had with his daughter in the book. His four-year-old daughter was eating breakfast and And she asked, "When she she said, Daddy, do you know when uh, I like you most? And he said, when is that? And she said, uh, uh, when you come back from staying at the airport. That gives you some idea of how much Andrew McCarthy likes to travel. And this book is about travels that he took to try to find his soul, try to get to know himself better. It's a very affecting book, and I'm delighted to have him on the show. Andrew, welcome to Rudy Max's World. Hey, Rudy. Let, let me ask you, I think, probably the very first question I need to ask is why did you think going on a quest or, or just traveling per, period might lead you to a great understanding of yourself and your issues involving commitments, your fiancé, et cetera?
4: Well, I, I suppose, I, as, you, as you well know, I, I, travel is a transformative act. Just the act of setting out changes people. And I, I found in the last 20 years, I guess, in my traveling that my Life has changed dramatically because i 've traveled i 've grown a much greater awareness of myself and my place in the world and how I function in the world through traveling it's some people go to therapy, others go have coffee with the girls and figure it out I travel and i 'm a better version of myself on the road you know and I see things more clearly and it, you know it changed my life so i uh, when I was at this sort of crossroads of I had this strange ambivalence which i 've had most of my life I had as a young actor towards success as an actor and I had it toward important things in my life. And in this was an important thing, the sense of intimacy and commitment. I wanted it on one hand, but on the other hand, I very much wanted to flee. And so I set about I, the paradox of I, I left home trying to bring myself back home. You know, and uh, that was the, the quest of it all.
2: And what was the turning point, Andrew? I mean, why did you feel it was time to do that now, not, say, a year ago or next year?
4: Well, that's an interesting thing, isn't it? it uh, I, you never know what the tipping point is. Uh, I don't know... Uh, my, my wife my now wife and I had been getting on very well and we finally decided to get married after four years of engagement and pretty much the next day I was leaving to go to Patagonia to write an article for a magazine and she said to me you know, you're aware that the minute we get really close you're going as far to the end of the earth as you possibly can get and my <laughs> response was what's your point <laughs> so I don't know why at that moment uh, there became an urgency toward solving you know this dilemma I'm Fifty years old, for God's sake, and you know I do all the responsible, right things. I'm there for my family. I do, but and yet internally, the part of me had always sort of desired separation, and I just thought enough was enough, and I wanted to wrestle with that issue. So you know, you meanwhile, knew- I was writing articles for magazines all the time when I was gone. It wasn't just Andy's off to try and find himself in the world. It, um, you know, when you travel, there's the story you're writing, and then there's a the deeply personal story that's always happening that you never write about. And that is always vastly more interesting when you're on the road. And so I went reporting stories for magazines, but then while I was doing that, I was really looking for more. Because travel is always, to me, about the journey into self as opposed to the journey of the place. The place is fantastic, but um, it's more that journey into self that I find interesting about travel. I don't find travel an escape. I find travel much more of a probing thing than that.
2: My guess is Andrew McCarthy. You know him from his roles in San Elmo's Fire, in uh, dozens of movies, actually. I, mean, I remember Weekend at Bernie's, I think, if I recall correctly. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and uh, on television, you saw him on, um, oh, what was that, uh, that that uh, that wonderful, sh- my, my engineer is telling me in my head, what is it? Lipstick Jungle, of course. Jungle, How can I forget Lipstick Jungle?
0: Sure,
2: yeah. <laughs> All right, let's, l- let me go back to this leitmotif of this travel as a way of finding, uh, learning about yourself as well. You, you travel a lot, you say, uh, solo for assignments and so on, but you also travel your, with your family. You have a particularly affecting chapter on being in Vienna with not just your wife and children, but also your, your wife's parents who are from Ireland, correct?
4: Yeah. I mean, in that part of the book, it's just an exploration of sort of family. You know, my, my family was very loving, but very distant sort of. We were all sort of casually distant from each other. And so my wife is an Irish, and so they have that full-on Irish, everybody's in each other's face, everybody's in each other's business all the time. And I, it was like being on Mars to me, that kind of <laughs> over-involvement and over-investment in each other. and I, You know, it's, there's so many ways to, sort of, to love and to have family. And it was just me sort of grappling with trying to sort that out, and trying to fit, how would I, how would someone who's basically a loner fit in with such a raucous
2: Yeah, you, know, you had a tough dad, didn't you? You had but, a tough dad.
4: My dad, yeah, I had a, my dad was, you know, I love my dad, but my dad and I had a complicated relationship growing up, and he was, uh, had a lot, what I later found out, when I began to become a father myself, that's how we, you know, we learned to forgive our parents by becoming them ourselves. Um, my father had a lot of uh, anger, which was really, I think, a mask for a lot of fear, which is how what I carried through the world, which is really the main reason why I began to travel, is to get over that fear. You know, and I I found myself a very fearful person in a lot of ways in the world, and travel began to help me step through that. I walked the Camino de Santiago about 20 years ago, and that really changed my life. It helped me really step through a lot of fear. You know, my whole soapbox, I think Americans should travel more, because I think it would would remove a lot of the fear that we carry out into the world without even knowing we do that.
2: Oh, I couldn't agree more. So you climbed Mount Kilimanjaro, and you had something was wrong with your leg.
4: Yeah, I'd been, I had a skiing accident uh, a few months earlier, and I, I, like a typical guy, avoided going to the doctor for months and months. And uh, so I, I had a torn meniscus there, and so I was hobbling up Mount Kilimanjaro. Yeah, that was probably not my smartest move, but it was fine in the, in the end of it all.
2: And, and you went up or down the Amazon, but what? at what point in what place did you say... Yeah, full speed ahead here, relationship wise.
4: You know, I suppose it was, you know, a gathering and a coming to it of, of the whole thing. But I suppose on Kilimanjaro, there's that sense of, you know, that paradoxical sense of achievement and yet that emptiness that sort of comes. You know, you, you climb, you get to the top of something, in this case, a literal mountain, and you kind of go, fantastic, well done. Huh, that's not really it, is it? And then there's this quiet emptiness. And in that emptiness, I suppose there was a sense of feeling of rushing in of, love, for lack of a better word, and I said, yeah, what am I doing? That is, that's the mountain I need to climb, and the one I'm really interested in climbing. You know, and the only way out is, is in. And I suppose it was it, that
3: that stage.
2: And as I recall from your book, when you came down from the mountain, you had a cell phone or satellite phone call with your wife, and she said, you know, what are you doing? And you said, coming back to marry you. Yeah. That's and a thats a tear-jerker. She,
4: she then said, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> So be careful what you ask for, right?
2: <laughs> and uh, you've already telegraphed the ending, which is you did marry. How long after your travels was the wedding?
4: Uh, actually, in the book, it's part of the, you know, the wedding is, is part of the book. The book is never really a willie or won'ty get married. It was much more right. of a, how will I get married? You know, I'm going to do the right thing. I'm not some flaky guy. Am I going to get there? And it's like, no, I've been doing the right thing, but I want to full on get there emotionally. So uh, we got married not long after Kilimanjaro, actually.
2: Which was when, roughly, With the it, month? Or last year? summer. Last summer. So, how is it? You're having been through your first year of marriage.
4: Yeah, and they said it wouldn't last. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're just us, you know.
2: Uh-huh.
4: I, I'd say there's no difference, except I'm uh, I'm more present in both a literal and an emotional way.
2: Are you traveling just a little less?
4: I am traveling a little less, and uh, I like that. I'm surprised. I've got. To, I'm actually going off to go to uh, Darjeeling, India, to search for the perfect cup of tea. For our friends at Nacho Traveler, uh, next in a few weeks, and I'm going down to Brazil for another story. So I'm actually, you know, part of me is always itching to get back out there. I, I do find I and locate myself in a deep way when I
2: travel. And in the last minute we have with you, Andrew, uh, what was your wife's reaction to uh, the longest way home?
4: Well, she liked how it ended. <laughs> <laughs> You know, she knows me pretty well, and she has her own sort of vital life. So often when I come back from travel, she'll she'll say the first thing she'll say is, What what are you doing here? We're just getting a rhythm without you. (laughs) uh, you
2: I I don't think uh, she's the first wife uh, or spouse to say that. I'm sorry? I don't think she's the first spouse to say that to a returning home spouse.
4: I know a lot of women would like to send their men up a mountain. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, Andrew, good luck with the book. It's called The Longest Way Home. It's published by Free Press. A great read, I think, for men or women. The subtitle is One Man's Quest for the Courage to Settle Down. Uh, Andrew McCarthy, thanks so much for joining us, and uh, mazel tov on, on your wedding and best year in your life. Thanks, Rudy. Take care. You can read more about Andrew McCarthy. Go to his website. It's andrewmccarthy.com. Couldn't be more simple. And uh, you'll see more about the book and some of Andrew's other projects as well. Stick around. When we come back, we're going to answer the question, of how safe are you in your hotel room when you turn that lock after you enter it?
0: Rudy Max's World is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at rudymaxa.com.
2: Going on vacation? We like to think we'll never have an emergency away from home, but the truth is accidents happen. Take Susan and her husband, David. They were strolling in Munich when Susan stumbled on a cobblestone, fell and broke her ankle. Susan needed surgery and wanted to be treated by her doctors at home. Luckily, Susan and David had a travel assistance membership from On Call International, so they didn't need to worry. On Call helped them with everything. Don't you want an emergency resource too? Visit OnCallInternational.com today, or for more info, visit RudyMaxa.com under Sponsors. Ba, ba, black
0: sheep. Have you any wool? No, sir, no, sir. Some nincompoop with pantyhose pulled over his face stole all my wool sweaters and gaming system. Luckily, the Geico Insurance Agency recently helped me with renter's insurance. Everything stolen was replaced, and the little boy who lives down the lane was caught trying to sell it online. Call Geico and see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance. To participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to rudymaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. 33 minutes
2: after the hour in this segment of Rudy Maxa's World is brought to you by the good folks at On Call International. We all know that sometimes the unexpected happens while traveling. If and when it does, you can protect yourself with a reasonably priced annual membership from On Call International. The company provides the best assistance you'll need during an unforeseen medical or travel emergency, even a situation including political or social unrest. From unexpected illnesses to life-threatening accidents, delayed luggage, or legal woes, On Call International gives you the help you'll need to return home or get back to enjoying your trip. More info at OnCallInternational.com or simply go to the the radio show website, RudyMaxa.com, and look under sponsors. Security while on the road, sort of. Reminds me when I'm talking about On Call International. Mark Weber Tobias. Mark Tobias is a security specialist, and I want to talk to him about hotel locks. Let me give you a little bit of his background. He's a former assistant attorney general working for the governor's office in, in South Dakota for 16 years for special investigations. He lectures extensively throughout the world on security and has written eight books and a lot of articles. He writes a column for Forbes.com on travel and security. But here's here we're getting down to it. He trains engineers for lock companies on security, engineering, and design of locks, Welcome to the show, Mark. Nice to have you here today. Hey,
3: thanks a lot, Rudy. Good to be with you again.
2: And we're going to talk this segment with Mark about locks in hotel rooms, and then he's going to stick with us through the commercial break and come back. We're going to talk about how safe your hotel room safe is or how secure it is. Okay, hotel room locks. Generally, generally speaking, when I turn that lock after I check into a hotel room, am I 100% safe?
3: Well, not exactly. It really, there's a lot of variables. It depends on what kind of lock it is what kind of system, how old it is, and whether the management of that hotel has done the proper job of key control if it's, if it's an older style system. So, you know, generally, yes, you're safe, but there are some cautions uh, that you should follow or your, your uh, listeners should follow to make sure that that room is double locked, to, to really make sure that they're as secure as they can be. And, and, of course, most hotels now have peepholes, so you can see if somebody knocks on the door, you can see who they are. That's really mandatory.
2: Are key, old-fashioned keys disappearing? I mean, are those yesterday's news for hotels? Uh, absolutely,
3: for a lot of reasons. There's, As you know, there's a huge liability issue in the hotel industry, and there's also a large theft issue. Um, about 25 years ago, uh, the one of the first patents was issued for a company called Vincard, the, the white cards with the holes in them. I remember the, those. Yeah, well, this was really the first efficient, secure programmable hotel lock to alleviate liability and security problems on the part of hotels so when a guest checked out if they didn't return the key the locks were very easily and quickly reprogrammed you can't do that with the old fashioned keys
2: sure you'd have to change the whole, de- yeah, whole device changed, in the door every repin, time
3: the, yeah. you have to repin the lock and so my you know my first bit of advice I wouldn't stay at a hotel that has key locks now that may wow. sound a bit parochial or weird, but for your security, hotel keys are easily copied, uh, and most hotel locks, the old locks, are very easily copied down at the hardware store, you know, Lowe's or Home Depot. Wow. And And so if you check into a room and check out, you can have a copy of a key to that room that you can get back in later.
2: So these magnetic and wireless cards, is there an added level of uh, security might be too big a word, certainly information, because if a housekeeper goes in or somebody goes in to check the minibar, is is their entrance recorded?
3: Yeah, it is. Uh, most of the electronic locks have audit trails, and uh, th- this can be very uh, beneficial. Basically, you know every card and the time of day when that lock was accessed. Um, the problem with that is that some of these cards on the cheaper locks can be cloned, and uh... but uh, th- there is an audit trail. Now, whether that helps you or not, that's a different question.
2: Sure, I mean you can't prove that the person who came in to check the minibar stole like the, la- well, the laptop it's not, on the
3: desk. It, yeah, it's not the minibar that's the problem. It, it's it's actually accessing the room. uh... And, but I can tell you also that these audit trails have been incredibly valuable in criminal investigations. Uh, especially in the Middle East a couple years ago in Dubai when uh, they were able to figure out what happened uh, in a particularly uh, visible crime over there because of the audit trail on the door.
2: Right. In the minute we have left in this section, is there something even better coming in the future?
3: Yeah, uh, RFID, the wireless cards. Mm -hmm. uh, You're no longer gonna swipe the card through the lock as you're used to doing. You just touch the lock and it opens and they're much more sophisticated, much more secure. One of the leaders in the world that we consult with is really going to change the hotel industry, the way it does business and the way you check
2: into a hotel. Can you tell us in 30 seconds why that's any better than a magnetic card? Oh yeah,
3: they're more secure, you can't tamper with them, you can't copy them, you can't read them with a $25 part from Radio Shack and duplicate them, and they're much more convenient and they're much more versatile. They're wireless. If you get into a taxi cab in New York, all of the point-of-sale terminals now are wireless. You just tap your card, and it'll record the the identification information from your card. And mag stripes are inherently unreliable.
2: Okay. Wow. Okay. Now, all right, we're going to ask uh, uh we're going to ask our guest to stick around. Uh, Mark Tobias is a security specialist, and he consults a lot with lock company. Is it fair to say you can pick a bunch of locks? I would say yes. (laughs) Much to the chagrin of my parents, Rudy. (laughs) (laughs) When we come back after this commercial break, we're keeping Mark on. We're going to ask him about room safes and whether what you put in there is as secure as you would hope it would be. Don't go away. You're listening to Rudy Max's World. We'll be back in just a moment.
0: Now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800 387 8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com.
2: I'm happy to bring you the next chapter in a fun contest series sponsored by our friends at Travel Guard. It's one of thousands of true travel tales they receive every year. Diane and her friend were enjoying a summer cruise in the Mediterranean when her legs started to itch uncontrollably. She let it go, thinking it would get better. But when she noticed it getting inflamed and red, her mind went to her worst fear. For the rest of the story, and a chance to win a Kindle, visit TravelGuard.com stories stories. TravelGuard is a worldwide leader in travel insurance and assistance. Geico says, let's
0: make life simpler.
4: Look, I'm all for modern conveniences. But ask yourself, do you really need a blender with 23 buttons just to chop an onion? At Geico, we think life should be simpler. So we make it super simple to save on car insurance. Just one click, and you could be on your way to saving hundreds. Come on, people. Life doesn't have to be that complicated. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance.
5: Ladies, how many pounds have you gained since you turned 40? If you're like most women, probably 10 or more. But hundreds of thousands of women have discovered the secret to losing weight after 40. It's called Amberin, and it's the only product on the market today, clinically proven to cause sustained weight loss for women over 40. With no special diets or exercise programs, you can try Amberin absolutely risk-free and get a one-month supply free by calling 1-800-525-2563. The leading cause of weight gain in women over 40 is hormonal imbalance. Until you balance your hormones, losing weight can be practically impossible. Amberin balances hormones naturally, so the extra weight can fall right off. Yes, even that stubborn tummy fat. Plus, Amberin relieves other symptoms of hormonal imbalance, like hot flashes, night sweats, low libido, sleeplessness, and more. Be one of the first 50 callers right now, and they'll send you a complimentary risk-free trial with a 30-day supply free. Free supplies are limited, so call now. 1-800-525-2563. That's 1-800-525-2563.
2: Hey, folks, how will you get home if a riot or natural disaster happens while traveling? If you're like me, you'll have membership with On Call International. On the phone is the company's CEO, Mike Kelly. Mike, tell us about this coverage. On Call International's deluxe
3: membership includes all the great benefits of our annual membership, but also covers emergency evacuation due to earthquakes, volcanoes, political riots, military coups, and more.
2: Folks, save 30% off your membership today with the code RMAXA30 at OnCallInternational.com. Do you or someone you know have an overseas trip coming up? Perhaps a college student preparing to study abroad or someone planning a honeymoon or trip of a lifetime. Why not get a feel for the place by ordering one of my DVDs? From Paris to Hong Kong, Tokyo to Tuscany, I've made more than 80 shows on the world's great destinations. Knowing a bit about the history, culture, people, and cuisine of a city or region beforehand can enrich any trip. Just click on store at www.maxa.tv to sample my DVDs. That's maxa.tv. And check out the new Blu-rays as well.
0: Got a question or comment? Need advice? Jump on board now by calling the show at 800-387-8025 or visit the show anytime at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Max's World. Welcome back
2: to America's favorite radio travel show, and we're in the middle of a conversation with Mark Tobias. He is a security specialist. He also can pick locks, by the way, which is a good deal because he trains and en- engineers for lock companies on security engineering and security engineering and design of locks. In fact, I think he picks locks to show them how vulnerable their locks are. And we have just learned uh, in the previous segment, if you're just joining us, that. If you're checking into a hotel and you're locking your door behind you, you probably are safe, but you should always bolt the lock. And Mark suggests if you're getting given an old-fashioned key for a room, find another motel or hotel. Those can be duplicated. Those can be copied. Uh, magnetic and, and these new RFID ones that are coming up um, are far uh, superior. I wanted to turn our attention to the safes that are in hotel rooms, particularly business travelers who, uh, in business hotels where travelers put laptops or, uh, you know, jewelry or cash or whatever. I mean, Las Vegas, gosh knows how much cash is stashed in hotel room safes. All right, let's again ask that general question of Mark. Generally, can we be sure that what we put in an in-room safe is going to be secure?
3: Well, Rudy, my answer is generally sort of. (laughs) Uh, which is really a good answer we've been able to open some of the cheaper safes with paper clips wires magnets um i can tell you that one company in the world makes safes i would ask the hotel what kind of safes are you using in the room um and frankly if they're not made by uh l safe i wouldn't rely on them Uh, we've there's a lot of chinese junk that's coming into the united states they're not secure. Twenty years ago, we started opening these safes with paper clips, no. and we, we, in fact, we went to Caesar's Palace and opened two thousand of them really easily. And this was a long time ago, and they replaced them. But it's in, instructive. There's a lot of junk because it's a competitive market, and so uh, frankly, I really would be hesitant to leave valuables in your in-room safe. Serious valuables, including uh, serious information value in your laptop, unless you know what kind of safe it is, and it's the highest level of security.
2: But can you tell by looking at it, or is it simply uh, the brand? Most
3: of them have a name on them, and like I said, the, the, the premier company in the world is out of Norway, which we consult with. And they make a level of safes, everybody has them, but any hotel that doesn't honestly i'd be suspect
2: it's did you say it's l safe is that e
3: l s a f e uh it's made by uh trio ving it's it's one of the major major lock companies in the world. They also do all the cruise ships
2: and does this and have the keypad on it where you punch in your four codes that would them? be
3: correct now, some of them are going with they also have r f i d as again as we talked in the last segment. Wireless is really coming into the lodging industry, and you're going to be able to do everything with your room card and and your cell phone,
2: including that, that safe room in the safe, safe yeah, in the room.
3: Everybody's going to go to NFC, which is called near field communications. All the phones, other than the iPhone, right now is com- are coming out with NFC capabilities. So you'll be able to tap your phone to buy things, to check into rooms. They're already being tested by Asa Obloy in Europe. Uh, in ho- in hotel chains. It's really cool technology that's coming.
2: All right, when, we, when we talked about you do- doing this segment with me, you said if in-room safes have a key override, that can be a problem. What does that mean?
3: Well, because most of them, if the electronics fail, there's a little uh, secret panel or cap or plastic cover that can be removed, and there's a key that will open all the safes in a hotel. If that's the case, you really need to be sure that those locks are secure because a lot of them can be picked or opened very easily, which means there's no security for the safe. All the electronics mean nothing if they're not mechanically secure.
2: And I know, uh, having uh, forgotten that four-digit code at times, or punched in a number I thought I did, but I got it wrong that somebody has a master that can come up and open it with a swipe, and, and usually they want to bring two people, like a manager and a head of security or something. Is that a good advice?
3: Yeah, that's, what we, that's how we broke the Caesars Palace safes years ago. We figured out how to duplicate the master code key that would open every safe in the hotel, which is really scary because it took us about 10 minutes to figure it out. Have things and, gotten
2: better in that regard?
3: Uh, some, yes. As I said, there are some companies that really do a good job And some of this, like I said, it's junk from overseas. And the hotel, you know, it's a very competitive market, as you know. And, uh, you know, the maintenance people can get into the safe. Uh, It depends how it's designed. But, again, a lot of these electronic safes can be mechanically bypassed. We just did a segment, as I talked to you a couple weeks ago, on gun safes for homeowners. Mm -hmm. We have a 3-year-old kid that's opened four of them.
2: Oh, my goodness. Literally, my
3: partner's 3-year-old.
2: Oh, my goodness. So RFID is
3: the future for everything. Uh, absolutely. Everybody's going to see wireless coming. Okay. Well,
2: we'll, we'll hang on for it. Uh, Mark Tobias, thanks so much. We'll have you on again. Uh, we'll talk about some other safety issues involving traveling, but we appreciate your taking time for two segments with us today. My pleasure. We'll be right back here in a moment in Rudy Max's world. And uh, I have a couple of deals of the week for you and uh, a couple of little news items that I didn't have time for at the top of the hour. So please stay with me.
0: segment of rudy max's world is brought to you by service magic now you can hire pre-screened home pros with confidence for repairs remodeling plumbing needs made services and so much more visit www.homebuild411.servicemagic.com that's homebuild411.servicemagic.com
2: it's 52 minutes after the hour welcome back to rudy max's world i am rudy max so you know earlier this hour i mentioned that jet blue promotion And uh, I ran out of time before giving you... uh, No, maybe I did give you the website, but let me give it to you again. Okay, here's the deal. Uh, You go to JetBlueElectionProtection.com. JetBlueElectionProtection.com. You choose whether you're a Republican or a Democrat or who you want to win for president. Let's put it that way. And if your guy loses, you're entered into a sweepstakes to win one of 1,006 round-trip tickets to any of uh, JetBlue's foreign destinations. Um, that'll be decided right after the election or the drawing will happen right after um, the election if you're driving a car and can't remember that website when you get back to a computer or access to a computer go to my Facebook fan page which is Rudy Maxa TV show I know this is a radio show I say this every week and I probably at some point can stop saying it but you never know a new listeners going what does he think he's on TV no I'm on radio but I also do a TV series for public television and when I created a fan page For Facebook, they didn't have a category called radio show. So it's Rudy Max, a TV show, and you'll see a link right to this JetBlueElectionProtection.com website where you can enter your preference for the presidency. And if your guy loses, well, you might just win one of these free JetBlue tickets. Now, you have to pay for the taxes and fees, which can be a couple hundred bucks if you're flying uh, to South America or the Caribbean, but... um, Anyway, the value, the estimated retail value of each ticket you'll get for free is $400. So it's something, at least, if your guy loses. And it was just last July when I reported that Las Vegas was set to capture the record for having the world's tallest observation wheel. Caesars Entertainment, which owns a string of casinos, including, of course, Caesars Palace in Vegas, had just received permission to build a 550-foot wheel, which would make it more than 100 feet higher than the famous London Eye and 9 feet higher than the Singapore Flyer in Singapore. Well, that was a short-lived situation because New York City has just announced plans to build the world's largest Ferris wheel, a 625-foot monster to be built on that often-neglected New York borough of Staten Island. Uh, This beast is going to cost about $230 million. It'll include a 200-room hotel and a 100-store shopping outlet at its base. It's expected to be completed three years from now, so it'll open in fall of 20—whatever it is, 2015— and it will offer, of course, great views of the Statue of Liberty because uh, uh, Staten Island is just across from the tip of uh, uh, of Manhattan, where the harbor is. You'll see the New York Harbor, and a, uh, you're going to get a glorious uh, shot of the Manhattan skyline from 625 feet. Hi. Here's one project I've been anxiously awaiting that seems never to have come to fruition. Almost exactly a year ago, Kim Kardashian said she wanted to open her own branded hotel in Dubai. She made the statement to an audience of reporters while staying at the Atlantic Dubai Resort, gushing, quote, I've got to tell my sisters we've got to start up a hotel in Dubai and design all the different rooms and floors, unquote. Well, it's been a year now I haven't heard a peep from the Sassy Sisters about that project. Which didn't exactly get a vote of confidence from one international hotel consultant who said, You know, Armani and Versace are designers who have used their expertise to build designer upscale hotel brands, but with all due respect, we're not aware of Kim's expertise in hotel interior designing. True dat. Okay, got a couple of deals of the week here before I say goodbye to you. There's the sound. You know what it means. This is a great deal, I think. This is great. You know the Keystone Resort in Colorado, the Keystone Ski Resort. It's a very popular resort, one of the most popular, certainly among the top five or six in the United States. This season, for the first time, beginning November 2nd when the season opens, kids 12 and under will ski and snowboard free every day, no cap on the number of children per family, no blackout dates. Weekends and holidays are included. The only catch is there are two catches. you got to stay two nights. And you've got to book at any lodge property owned by the Keystone Resort, which includes 900 condos in 30 complexes as well as hotels. So this is, I just think this is a great offer. You know how much ski lift tickets are even for kids. Um, So this is fabulous. Kids 12 and under, ski free all season, beginning when Keystone Resort opens for skiing and snowboarding on November 2nd. You've got to make your reservations through keystoneresort.com or by calling the resort Itself, Keystone's huge. 135 trails, 20 lifts, stretches across 3,000 acres. Pretty cool deal. Should save you a lot of money if you're a family that's going skiing. And Radisson's got a deal. Register, <clears throat> excuse me, register and stay at least one or more qualifying nights, and you're eligible uh, for a free night at any Radisson Blue or Radisson Hotel in the U.S., Canada, or Caribbean through the end of next year, the end of 2013. Here are the rules. You got to book online at Radisson.com by the end of this month. You have to complete your qualifying stay by the end of this year, and it's limited to the first 50,000 people who register online for this promotion. You must be a member or join its frequent guest program called Club Carlson. You can do that when you go to uh, uh, carlson.com. You can only win one free night per member. In other words, you're not going to get a free night in 2013 for every time you stay at a Radisson by the end of this year. So stay once at a Radisson or any Radisson property, uh, U.S., Canada, or Caribbean, by the end of this year, and they'll give you one free night. Be nice. The Radisson Blue in Chicago or the Radisson Blue in the Caribbean, pretty nice. Very expensive properties. You can pay four, $400 a night for one of those, so it's quite a deal. But, again, you should register quickly. It's only This deal is only for the first 50,000 people who register at Radisson.com. Join the frequent bless, guest program called ClubCarlson.com. Register, stay at a Radisson uh, before the end of the year, and uh, you're in the clover for next year. We're coming to the end of the hour. If your station is leaving us, well, that's a tragic thing. Um, but we have a whole other hour coming up for most of our listeners. We're going to take about six minutes off for some commercials and news. When we come back, we got a full hour. We're going to talk about guns at airports. There's More and more guns are being confiscated at airports. What's with that? We're going to talk about hotels of the future. We're going to talk about American airline woes. All kinds of stuff. Don't go away. Rudy Max's World
0: will be back in about six minutes.